0: Here are your hosts, Chase Palm and broadcast school has really paid off, and Neil McCrady. I deserve to be
2: on TV. Welcome into to this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Palm, Neil McCrady, Clark Ford Studio this uh, morning. We'll talk Depth Chart Day, first day of... Uh, depth Chart? Uh, yes, Depth oh, Chart Day. Today God. is the Depth oh. Chart Day.
3: We've worked so hard on getting a depth chart together. And, and to today see, the university is just going to give one to us. To see all of that work come to fruition, it, it's kind of just it's emotional.
2: We'll get the depth chart around noon today. Lane Kiffin speaking to the media. That's on the uh, SEC Network Plus, by the way, if anybody would like to it's gonna be so tune exciting. in for the exhilarating press conference. It's going to be so exciting.
3: Lane Kiffin going to get asked all sorts of minutiae questions that he well, clearly yeah, people hates. People are going to have depth
2: charts in front of them. Oh. So it's going to be like... Lane, I've hey, noticed on here the depth that you've got chart, or 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 or. So, because of that, what do we think? Could you elaborate on what exactly that means? Means there is no depth chart. They make us do one, but nonetheless. So today's that day that. Saban did tell people yesterday that the Alabama one was incorrect. <laughs> so there was that.
3: Um, I, I love, I love the coaches. The coaches who. At this point, aggressively dislike the media that okay. ask the questions that they simply have tried to tell them the answer to, but the media won't hear it because it's not the answer they want. Yeah, yeah. They now have hit the point in the year where their their di- back a little bit. Their yeah. distaste for yeah. said media is palpable. Yeah, it seeps out. Now. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I not. I mean, I'm there to consume it. Yeah. So we'll talk. while I don't think Lane Kiffin loves me. No. Or thinks anything of me at all. I don't think he hates me. I don't. I don't think because I don't know that I've asked a single depth charty personnel no, question. No, I yet. think he
2: truly does not think of you at all.
3: Yeah, I'm just, just a non-entity. You're, you're, I could be invisible. Yeah. So we'll some wait. of the others in the room can't say the same. Yeah, not so much.
2: So we'll talk some uh, some football. Look at Louisville a little bit today. We've got our uh, our interview with Chance Campbell. If you've already seen it, then just hang out in the thread, in the thread chill out for 20 minutes. We're going to put that in today's podcast as well. We have an nil deal with nil deal with him. He will appear, appear every single week on the Oxford Exxon podcast and other MPW and digital properties as we uh, as we move forward. So all that. Some look at the crazy story with Bishop Sycamore, whatever the hell they are playing IMG last weekend, playing somebody else on Friday too. So look at that, and uh, a lot coming up on the show. The Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Download the Speed Pass Plus app. Take advantage of that to earn points and save money with all blue sky locations in mississippi you get the lunch specials for 569 two sides bread 32 ounce drinks maybe you use the self checkout to get on out of there quick and get back in your clark ford we are in the clark ford studio
3: we are we're in the clark ford studio Uh, clark ford's in amory mississippi 662-257-1900 is the number you call it you ask for Corey clark you tell Corey what ford product he's looking for he sends you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours it's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no hassle, no hassle, no haggle, I should say. There you go. But there is no hassle. There's so little hassle that you could say it twice. There's no haggle either. Just get your quote. The rest is up to you. You can shop it around. You can do what you'd like. 662-257-1900. Guests, including uh, Chance Campbell, will join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. be a great place this weekend to hang out. And um, watch some college football. It starts on Thursday night. We talked about this yesterday. A lot of games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, game Sunday. And then, of course, Ole Miss on Monday night against Louisville in uh, Atlanta. So we'll have all that for you. Then the NFL rolls around next Thursday. And then we get the whole site. So a lot to hang out there at Rafters. Have a burger, a po' boy, some of their appetizers. Enjoy uh um, Cold beer, great full bar, the whole deal at Rafters on the Square and Oxford, also in New Albany, and then Rafters on the Water as well.
2: So, we us some buzz around social media yesterday. Um, we put it on the message board as well at rebelgrove.com. dot com, and we we knew it because we talked about it last week on the pod, on the podcast. Because the website had all these rules already, but the Peach Bowl or Chick Fil A Bowl or whatever the hell this thing's called. They uh, they have confirmed that mask only required for spectators in the club areas of the stadium. It's going to be the first open air games at Mercedes Benz Stadium since it opened. Because of that, because um, if they closed the roof, they had to require masks. That's an indoor, yes. So <laughs> they open the roof. Well, even beyond that, they are opening the doors. To the, they are opening the doors to the suites which makes the suites open air as well. So if, if you're in general admission, grandstand, mm-hmm. no mask. If you're in the suites, no mask. If you're in a club area, mask. So just right, right, that right. is the interpretation now, as I know it. And I expect total compliance in the club sections. Yes, 100%. Because so, unless you're eating or drinking, of course. Well, That that takes you out of it as well. So those are the – if you're going to Atlanta, just be aware. That's the deal. They announced that yesterday. The SEC also comes out yesterday. It says that if you do not have a play, enough players to play, although there is no minimum, you can technically play with 11 if you would like. Mm-hmm. The SEC does not dictate your minimum. If you say you can't play because of COVID, it's a forfeit in the conference standings, and you get a nail. And the other team does get a W. So that a- came out yesterday.
3: Avery asked a question here. Okay. And the, 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 the answer is a smart-aleck answer, but Avery and our friends, so she will appreciate the answer. She says, what if it rains?
2: Tough. Tight. They will play in the rain. They will will not close the roof. If they close the roof. It changes too many things. Because
3: of the people who run Atlanta, that insane mayor that they have there, who's an absolute nut job, you'd have to enforce the mask mandate. And they don't want to enforce the mask mandate because, and you can ask me who my source is on this, but it's in Atlanta. It works for the game. Mm -hmm. They're worried about attendance.
2: They're doing everything in the world to try to help in
3: any way. It's almost like, and I know this is hard to believe, if you tell people, hey, you're going to have to wear a mask, they'll say, nope, I'll stay home.
2: It's almost like that. I don't Because know, it's exactly like that. I haven't asked in the last couple of weeks about ticket sales. I knew that ticket sales through the university were down for a while, but we don't know what second... Vend- second-party vendors and things are, so who knows. I think they are um, concerned about Monday night. The good news, and if I'm wrong, I apologize, Keith, but I'm pretty sure you told me this. Ole Miss, while they have a set number of tickets in an allotment, they do not have a minimum number required to purchase. So right. it's not like Ole Miss is out money No, if they don't hit the required number of tickets sold. So it really is just... Whatever. They're I, don't, there. I don't think Alabama-Miami
3: is a sellout, which should tell you everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Alabama and Atlanta open the I year? I mean, Alabama, There's there are Alabama fans in that area who can't get season tickets to Bryant-Denny who normally would go to that sort of game, but because there's so much concern about all the different things that are around it, and so they finally, mm-hmm. the reason they announced this yesterday, I'm just telling you, was to get a last-second run on on tickets, people go, oh, okay, I'm not going to have to wear a mask. The
2: the Monday night is a huge killer for Ole Miss and Louisville fans coming sure. to the game because you do, as they're saying in the thread, you lose that Tuesday getting back, which is a huge deal when you've already had the three-day weekend. Yeah, so, people got to get up on Tuesday and go to work. Kids got to get up on Tuesday and go to school. Saying, and you literally can't get back. I mean, yeah. logistically, unless you're Jerry Maguire, it doesn't really work. So you have no way to get to get there at that point. Um and then Corey hits the other thing. That, it's more about season tickets, not these neutral site games. But same premise. He goes, "I can watch the game on eighty-five inch TV. All you can eat food. My own personal bathroom, twenty feet away."
3: Yeah, the that line happens. to Corey's Amen. the line to Corey's bathroom will probably never be deeper than one person. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's conceivable that
2: all the kids at the same time, and you got a plumbing issue. Upstairs, someone else but, in the house yeah.
3: go, go, is in the bathroom, and you want to go, and you've got to wait a minute. The line to the beer fridge, probably for Corey, will be incredibly short.
2: Mm-hmm. And he can hit the pause button. Yeah, Hard to hit the pause button live. And during commercials, he can flip over and watch something else. Yeah. Gets out of hand, he can flip over and watch something else. And yeah. when it's over, you roll over and go to bed. Yeah, when it's over, I'm,
3: I'm going to guess that Corey's walk from the 85-inch TV yeah. to his bedroom is going to be Relatively somewhere short. less than a minute. And Corey probably won't charge himself parking in his own driveway. Sure. Uh, And I guess it's conceivable that Corey's wife or significant other would stab him on his way to the uh, on his way to the bedroom, but it's probably probably not going to be quite as dangerous as walking in downtown Atlanta at midnight. Yeah. Keeping it real. Yeah. And so yeah, they opened up the They opened up the roof. They took away one of the negatives. Yeah. And they waited till the last minute to do it because they didn't know
2: how to do it. Well, they – it's been, like, undercover there forever. But, yeah, yesterday when the email finally goes out, that they tell everybody kind of what the rules are, what the yeah. policies are, and what's going on. Um, we talked about the line the other day. Over under 75 for this game. That's high. What are you thinking? Tell me the number again. 75. Uh, and a half, it's, actually.
3: It's a big number. Um, That feels – It's a little. too
2: big. It's a little
3: high because, I mean, it's – 45 to 31 would get you over by a point.
2: But, I mean, you think about it. Ole Miss is going to score points. Ole Miss gives up points.
3: Yeah, but, I mean, you're asking teams to get into the 40s and high 30s. Yeah. That's a lot. First game, get a little sloppy in a first game.
2: Yeah. First so, game feels like unders more often than not. Yeah. So, you would, you would go under.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
2: and they bring up a great point. You can't watch
3: hand raised guys after the game if you're in Atlanta. I mean, if you're fighting crowds, you can flip Folder from your
2: phone out walking through. I mean, I mean, you could.
3: Be easier to just watch from home. Seventy-five. That's a lot of points. I'd be inclined to go under, but I wouldn't touch it much.
2: So, I saw this yesterday. Um, Ty Spalding works for uh, the LouisvilleRivals.com site. He had uh, four predictions for the, the, the Louisville season. So I pulled him up yesterday because I was just kind of curious what he had to say. Okay. Um, is Malik Cunningham finishing in the top ten nationally in completion percentage? That will be Unless Ole Miss has tons of drops, that will be a place Matt Corralia as he is the most efficient quarterback in Ole Miss school history. Okay. I would expect that to continue. Um, but Spalding says Cunningham completed over 60% of his passing attempts last uh, – or actually the two seasons. He was 34th nationally last year at 62%. So doing typically, frankly, if we're just being honest, doing a lot of the weather going to get better, and maybe they do. I don't know, but that's kind of what it sure. was. But where I was going with this is he has Louisville going 8-4 and four in the regular season, mm-hmm. which appears to be a game or two high um, compared to most people. Again, not really overly shocked, not a criticism, just saying. Um, but he does even predict an almost a loss to Ole Miss. Does not go with uh, with that. Points out here, and it feels like this is almost kind of a fan pressure thing, which I, I mean, I get. We deal with that from time to time. People pissed off about something or another. We, we do. Well,
3: we did at one point. I think it's, I think that's basically. Think it's passed? I think it's basically Well, you have passed. to fight through
2: it. You do. You've got to just go, nope, we're, by God, what we're going to do, and then you fight through it. It's kind of like preseason camp. You it's know, you got to work through it. has been a long way since Shea Patterson wanted to bitch us out at the end of a press conference. <laughs> um... Because he says, I really want to take Ole Miss to win game – I really want to take Louisville to win game one, but Ole Miss's offense just presents a major challenge. That's That's, that's fair. That's fair. It's fair. Um, He has Louisville losing to Ole Miss, Florida State, NC State, and Clemson. Okay. I I wrote about it last week. Ole Miss, with such an emphasis on getting off the edge and getting to the quarterback, I do think Malik Cunningham running yards and turnovers – or maybe the whole key of this game, because Matt is gonna score. Mm-hmm. On the other side, Cunningham can be very, very elusive. He can find the end zone with his feet, but he he fumbled nine times last year. He will hand it to you. So can you Yeah. Can you knock a couple of those out? Can you do some different things? Can you my point being you don't want him to evade the rush and then get outside and he's just doing all kinds of stuff out on the perimeter on you? Well a year ago, Ole Miss's defense for all of its flaws didn't cause turnovers either.
3: They bent and broke, so I'd, I'm curious to see if this year and I know there's been more of an emphasis on it create turnovers, be a little stingier in the red zone. you can be you can just be marginally better as a defense, but improve a few areas and be, end up being significantly better.
2: I was reading Nick Suss. He made mention that uh, the only two quarterbacks in the country last year who had more rushing touchdowns and more throwing touchdowns than Malik Cunningham were uh, Sam Ettlinger and uh, Trevor Lawrence last year. Oh. The only two there on that uh, two on Two guys that,
3: that are in line to be NFL starters.
2: Yeah. So, Ole Miss faced three dual threat or run first quarterbacks last year. Kentucky's Terry Wilson, Auburn's Bo Nix, and LSU's Max Johnson – they average more than five yards per carry, completed sixty-four percent of their passes combined combined for ten touchdowns. The thing for me though is allowing them to convert third and middle and third and longs on third down when he uses his feet. To me, that's that if he's just running around a little bit, whatever. I mean, old misses a bend but don't break out defense. They're never mm-hmm. gonna shut you down to two hundred and fifteen yards total offense. But you can't let them convert the third and twelve because you let Cunningham get out on the edge and then juke a corner and here you go and he's running down the field. That's that that's what you can't have and you have to stop. So I know it's not exactly Einstein level analysis there, but <laughs> Ladies
3: and gentlemen, point
2: being, he can't run ourselves. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fly ball caught. Um, so anyway, no, Sus is a stat head now. You you you, you got to give you got to give Sus that. He is a stat head. Um. anyway so yeah, I just saw that from uh, from Mr. Spalding thought it was interesting that he as much as he wanted to although he did get a Louisville this is where he did give in again I'm not making fun of the guy I get it I really understand I appreciate him answering my question it's a lot of pressure to be a fanboy that's where I'm going he goes ahead and says no Ole Miss is probably going to win the game but he does predict a win over Kentucky at the end of the year probably felt like he had to do that one because they're not beating Kentucky at the end of the year unless Kentucky no. has tons of inri- uh, injuries Especially, you don't think so because you're all about the Wildcats. Yeah, here. I
3: think the Wildcats are going to be good.
2: I mean, you're, you're 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 all in. I'm 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 pretty in. Not all in, but pretty in. The ACC sucks. Yes, schedule garbage. Yes, of
3: course, it's garbage. Not to get into the whole expansion thing, but they they bring nothing to the table. I mean,
2: Louisville could throw a really big number up if they just play two nobodies instead of two SEC teams. Yeah, because there's just nothing here. They play Eastern Kentucky in week two. I mean, we got to pull for the – Well, the truth is they'd journals. be better off, frankly – they'd Because they get UCF too. I mean, like they're – Yeah,
3: they'd be better off playing ULM and UT
2: Arlington. They could be a pretty good team and go one and three in the non-league. That's just not a recipe for anything in college football today. There's no reason for it. I get the one game and I get your rivalry games what it is, but that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I, I, yeah,
3: whatever. JG in the house. We taped uh, Great Spot in the South yesterday. I'll put it up on the site this morning.
2: What did y'all talk about?
3: Uh, We talked some football. We talked a lot of stuff. Jay's wife got a new car. Okay. Talked about his first car in 17 years. We talked about the car. Jay's dad has moved to Maine, and we sort of broke that down as to what that might be about. I kind of played the role of psychologist or psychiatrist. I'm not sure which is which.
2: Psychiatrists can uh, give can prescribe medicine. Psychologists can't. Yeah, I'm a psychologist. Yes,
3: I don't want to prescribe medicine. No. I would. I'd be, I'd be dangerous. Okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so we kind of broke that down. talked about talked about number of stuff. Number of things, I should say.
2: Fair enough. Uh, Jay
3: does. Jay, who is a Kentucky grad, that's correct. Does not think Kentucky's going to be good, and I do. So we'll see.
2: You're just counting on them defensively and running the football, as always? Yeah.
3: I just think they have an identity. You
2: I'm, love the teams that run the football and have an identity. That's what like, happened. You, you're kind of like in your head de- going,
3: hey, Kentucky could play in the Big Ten. I like teams that have identities. Oh, well, Kentucky would absolutely fit the Big Ten. <laughs> and when you land in Lexington, you think you're in the Big
2: Ten. You kind of
3: do. <laughs> they would absolutely fit in the Big Ten. I, I do think you have to have an identity. Ole Miss has an identity. The whole score from far and go fast. That's part of their deal. And they trick you a little bit because I think other teams get ready for Ole Miss and they think, oh my God, they're going to throw it, they're going to throw it everywhere, they're going to throw it everywhere, and then they don't. They run it a lot. I think that's one of the things that makes them
2: makes them difficult. Louisville finished thirty nationally in total defense. By the way, the one last thing there as we uh, as we move on. Talk a little uh a little Miss, little Bishop Sycamore. We come back in a uh in a second story that just keeps getting crazier by the day, frankly, as uh awful announcing of all people yesterday with a long expose. Oh, it's gotten worse? Uh yeah, it seems like every few hours something else trickles out um among the uh among the issues there with uh, with with that football game. So we'll talk about that more in a second. about Community Mortgage. Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float-down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're
3: also brought to you by Dead Soxie. Go to deadsoxie.com, enter the promo code Rebel Grove at checkout, get 25% off your entire order. Don't forget to check out their clearance section. you If you've never tried Dead Soxie, here's a great way to do it. for super cheap, and you'll love it. And then when the uh, new product comes out, you won't be able to uh, wait to get your hands and, I guess, technically your feet on it. Go to their clearance section, get the stuff that's already on clearance, and then enter the promo code Rebel Grove at checkout. You add 25% more to your uh, to your discount at deadsoxy.com promo code Grove. You don't have to commit to a full season to sign up for 7South tailgating services. They offer single-game packages. They still have availability for all seven Ole Miss home games. 7South provides the equipment, secures the spot, and sets everything up for you. They also offer unloading assistance and food and beverage delivery on game day. These single-game packages are great for those of you uh, only wanting to tailgate for a game or two. They start at just $225 per game for non-conference games. $325 $325 per game for the uh, four SEC games. So go to 7SouthTailgating.com or uh, enter or call, I should say, 662 321 1682. The Grove will be open for tailgating this fall, and Game Changer Patch Company wants to help you prepare. Game Changer Patches are the only two patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm up patch is used before or while you drink. And the overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for the very next play. To get you ready for the Grove, they're giving a um, they're running a giveaway until September the eighth. All Game Changer patch orders placed online through the website will be entered to win an officially licensed Ole Miss branded Yeti Roadie twenty-four hard-sided cooler and a home-run bundle of four-packs of warm-ups and four-packs of overtime. There are also uh, free chances to enter the giveaway, including leaving a product review or following them on Instagram. The link is pinned at Rebel Grove, or you can access it on Game Changers' website in the drop-down menu. Try the patches. Enter to win at GameChangerPatch.com. Enter the promo code Rebel Grove 20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Void were prohibited.
2: I guess it's brought to you by G&M Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs. Tyson Drugs on the square in Holly Springs. G&M on the, uh, sorry, on South Lamar in Oxford. They uh, deliver locally all over the Oxford area. 662-236-2222. 6, 6, 2, 2, 2, 2. They offer MedSync. Prescriptions the same day each day and take care of you once a month, whether it be stopping in or delivery. Tyson Drugs. And G&M have what you need when you need it again. 662-236-2222. 6, 6, 2, 2, 2, 2. So, this Bishop Sycamore thing, it's overtaking uh, a little bit of the sports world the last few days, and this is this has been happening to some level in basketball over the years. I mean, for God, decades now, where they sort of have these school meals put together for kids to play high school basketball, but I'm not sure I've seen one as egregious as this. Um, a, there was never a Bishop Sycamore, and typically to have a school named after a bishop, the bishop needs to exist, so yes. made up ma- made up name there to begin. Uh-huh. Um, they essentially move around with fake addresses, um, tons of fake documentation. The head coach has an, an active arrest warrant out for him, um, including owing like $100,000 in unpaid loans. Oh, that's not good. No, a little bit of stuff going on here. Um, they played the a game on Friday and then turned around and played IMG, the number one team in the country, on Sunday. I believe it was Sunday, Saturday, whatever, whatever day it was. Did so they, essentially win, one did they day, win Friday? No, they got beat Friday, too. Okay. Um, Their entire roster is pretty much made up of kids who have either flunked out of JUCO or post-grad players that are like 19 to 21 years old, at least. Okay. Um, they appear to not have a road uniform. They wore the same exact uniform both games, including um, both wearing black against IMG, because IMG had black on as their home uniform. Uh, so both teams had on black jerseys? Did. Yes, that's correct. Well, that was confusing. Well, no, it wasn't. You could tell. Um, (laughs) 56-6 final score, and it was like something to nothing there. at the end of the first quarter. Um, But what is amazing about this, or one of the many things that's that's amazing about this, is how this gets past Paragon, the company that books games for ESPN, Mm -hmm. frankly past ESPN – where ESPN is trying to pass every buck on this and act like there was no way they could have ever known. You have conference calls the week of games with the commentators and stuff where you sure. like, go over rosters and check things and sure. whatnot. Give me some storylines. They, they canceled the conference call, didn't do it, and then did no verification to the point of they got duped by the fact that this Bishop Sycamore has their fake players try to get rivals in 24-7 profiles and then they tweet out edits claiming offers from the top teams in the country, hoping that somebody picks it up and believes them. And ESPN bought it, whereas ESPN's like, oh, we've got this kid with these offers and this kid with this offers. And the kid's like a 2018 recruit that's now 23 years old. <laughs> I mean, in some ways I kind of clap my hands and go, hey, you yeah, no, he pulled it off.
3: I actually have far more criticism for everyone other than Bishop Sycamore.
2: Like oh, sorry, their second opponent wore black jerseys. IMG wore white. I'll okay. Either way. I mean.
3: When they skip the call, don't you have to ask some questions? Don't you have to say, hey, hold up. Hold yeah, up. You hold only up. get the. Are we good here? We're covering up. We're, we're putting a high school football game on TV, which is weird enough, frankly. Don't we have to make sure that this is. Legit. Shouldn't someone have said, wait a minute, what am I going to talk about if this is a blowout? It's a high school game. I don't know these people. So I, I, I have to have yeah, this. high
2: school games get a little volatile. So let's.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Jay. Says love you, Neil. Chance is okay. <laughs> Hashtag G-Pits. <laughs> Hashtag eat out Missouri. Eat out Mississippi. Rebel Grove subs rule.
2: Yeah, uh, reading this from a news story on him to, uh, today, says says uh, Bishop Sycamore football coach Leroy Johnson, whose team of random online postgrads lost two games in 48 hours over the weekend, including being trounced by MG Academy 56-6 to on ESPN, faces an active warrant out of Delaware, Ohio, and multiple civil lawsuits. According to court documents, the bench warrant for failure to appear in a domestic violence case was eventually dropped to a criminal mischief charge was issued on july 2nd um he and jay richardson a former ohio state buckeye and current columbus prep sports tv personality will go to trial for defaulting on a hundred thousand dollar loan issued in april 18 Mm. i mean there's a 45 page message board thread on some random ohio high school sports message board about all the different ways that they've just moved around and evaded There, there literally is not even the appearance of any academic charter or online school or anything like it's just complete. all of their games are road games i assume i, I would assume i don't I well because they, they've they essentially tried to play a national schedule like they were on a list for hey if you want like cross-country games against quality teams the prospects and all that where they're trying to you know play duncanville out of texas and you know Mater day out of out of california and stuff like that i mean
3: it's so they're hoping to get of enough of a fee.
2: Well, yeah, they're making money. They would make money off these yeah. things. Yeah, But have literally zero ability to... I mean, Max Preps, like, has a page for them. Like, this is the deemst thing I've ever seen. I mean, has them based out of Columbus, Ohio, with, like, this night or whatever for their their logo. Yeah, I mean, their schedule is... And I'd love to know, like, On September 10th, they're scheduled to play Duncanville, which is one of the top teams out of Texas. Like, you canceled the game, right? One would think. You don't play that game. No. Yeah, everything is on the road. So, looking at it here, their schedule, they played Archbishop Hoban, which is out of Akron. Okay. Which, come on, Akron didn't know there was a problem. It's inside your state. It's like an hour away of this team that doesn't exist. Like, come on.
3: I mean, I would think you would know, but... I mean, I guess it's conceivable. Archbishop
2: one thirty-eight to nothing. Sorry, it's fifty-eight nothing against IMG, not fifty-six six. Whatever. Anyway, uh, fifty-six six was the game last year when they played IMG. So this is actually a recurring issue. Um. So wait, this Sycamore played IMG last year. That was my understanding. Yes. And won by fifty. I mean, and and lost by fifty. And IMG scheduled them again. That was well because ESPN said, "Okay, hey, will you play these guys for money?" And I'm assuming IMG said yes on national television.
3: Yeah, but shouldn't IMG have said, "Hey, you guys do know this is a
2: scam, right? It's a total joke." One would think. But like, we'll play. Well,
3: there's a lot of teams we could.
2: play. Anybody will play us. I mean, let's play. Let's in. play
3: Duncanville. Yeah, sure. West Monroe. Yeah.
2: Go grab one of the fifty top high school teams in the country and bring them over here, and we'll play them. Yeah. Play the mighty
3: Bearcats. They could. That would be more entertaining than this. Yeah. So this because week, I mean, what's the audience? What's the audience for a high school football game? Honestly, I mean, what? what who's the only people
2: watching that are the hardcore? It was a seven-game day, with that being like the premiere game at the end of the night or whatever. That was the prime time game on whatever day it was. But this still, was on ESPN, the mothership. I have no okay, no idea. I I did not turn it on, so I'm unaware. Oh, you're going to get some football fans. You're going to get some recruiting because IMG's got God knows how many prospects over the course yeah, of I mean, the next I'm, I'm not completely no, dismissing. Yeah, I'm yeah, asking
3: yeah. what is the audience for that because I'm guessing it's very niche.
2: But, I mean, their schedule is literally, no, yeah, nothing but powers in their respective places. I mean, Johnson Central, a team out of Kentucky. They play Duncanville. St. Edward out of Lakewood, wherever that's at. They play um, DeMatha, which is out of Maryland, one mm-hmm. of the top teams. Yeah. Uh, St. Thomas Moore out of Connecticut. Frank Sans Academy out of Baltimore, Life Christian Academy out of Chester, Virginia. They could be fake too, for all I know. But like, yeah, no, it's all road games against national opponents. So I'm assuming they're just trying to collect checks everywhere.
3: But that's intimidating when you say, guys, this week we're playing life. We're playing life.
2: Life goes on the school board next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're losing life.
3: We're losing the life game, guys. I just, I don't know. I mean, it's such a niche audience. I mean, like, Alabama, Miami, Georgia, Clemson. You're getting a mainstream audience. Two random-ass high school teams. I just – who's watching that? Hardcore. Yeah. And you can't trick those people.
2: Well, no, because those kids are looking at the quarterback and then pulling up his rival's Right, that's my point. That's what they do immediately. That's my point. Who's this kid? This
3: isn't, hey, let's put Akron versus Cal State Bakersfield at 1 a.m. on Thursday morning. When the only people watching it are drunk, yeah, they don't care or whatever. No, this was a prime time kick on a major network, and so the people who are watching that they're actually in it, so you they know right away that it's a scam. How, so if they know, how did you not know? That's I don't I don't have a lot of sympathy for ESPN here. They deserve the beating. That
2: oh, they're taking. tons. Yeah, you can't put this all out on the marketing company. No, that's not doable. No. And now, frankly, IMG's at fault because I don't understand what their purpose is. Well, because IMG should have said they would somebody. beat anybody on national television. So who cares? Yeah, just they, go play somebody legitimate.
3: Let's play somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Schedule some random team from Oklahoma. Sure. Let's play them.
2: Yeah, why would you subject yourself to something that you've already done once and you know what the situation is? Because it's not even like. Hey, I don't really understand what is the purpose of the players on this team? What are they trying to do?
3: I guess just guys not ready to give up the dream. and, and
2: But they're like 22 and have already failed out.
3: Maybe this is all they know. I, mean, I get it. Come on, man. You cover guys that 10 years later, their profile picture is still their college football days. There are guys who, high school football game, there are guys who cannot let it go.
2: This would be more interesting to me if they were good, for lack of a better word. You know what I mean? Like where the ruse is like, oh, they're really competitive and they're winning and whatever. Sure. They never win. So how do you pull this off and continue to get games when you don't win?
3: Look, Pocket Watch brings up a great question. They went
2: 0 6
3: last year. Nobody recognized that they played a game two days before? Nobody on Friday night when they played a game went, Hey, hold up. Aren't you guys supposed to be playing
2: Sunday on, on TV? national television? How did I mean the, the amount the, the the away team, whoever you played on that Friday night, goes, Hold on a minute. Because we're looking up that team we're playing, and then it goes well, one would think. IMG on Sunday. So you guys play this Sunday? At IMG? Yeah. The other coach walked across the field going, y'all are flying from here to wherever it was?
3: Tomorrow to play on
2: Sunday? Yeah, I think it was
3: actually like in Ohio, but whatever. The game was in Ohio? I think so, yeah. So IMG flew? Yeah. Yeah, it's just pretty.
2: Yeah, last year they get beat 35 nothing, 33-6, 31-8, 35-8, 37-14, 56-6.
3: Yeah, I, I, I'm i frankly have no sympathy for anyone in this. Everyone's to blame.
2: Also, I haven't watched a bunch of warrants out from my arrest, and I owe $100,000. You know, let me get my face on national television <laughs> Sunday night.
3: Well, he did skip the, the conference call.
2: He did. Because that was the picture everybody was using was like him drinking Gatorade on the sidelines. Well, they're probably police at the game, right, for security reasons and when such?
3: He's thinking to himself, hey, look, i got to stay between the 40s, guys.
2: (laughs) I can't get too close to the goal lines. It was played in Canton at the Hall of Fame. Tom Benson Stadium.
3: (laughs) Raymond Cotton.
2: (laughs) Ray did hang around for a while. I like Ray, but he did hang around for a minute. Ray's dad,
3: great guy. Oh, super dude. Super guy.
2: Military, it's shame, right?
3: Yeah, just a shame that didn't work out. It just doesn't always work out.
2: Where'd Ray go? He didn't there? he end up going to like Mississippi College at some point and he got hurt? Was it MC or Jackson State? Was it MC? Maybe both. It actually might have been both. Yeah. But he left Ole Miss and went to like South Owl or Troy or something. It was South Alabama, wasn't it? Was it, it South Owl? And then that didn't work out. He was one of the signees on the one day that Nudd actually ran the table. That was that really good signing yeah. day close. That, he that was, was a four star class. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. looked the part because he had been committed to. Did they beat Auburn for him, or had to be? Had he been committed to Auburn? I can't remember. I don't remember either. But yeah, their side would be empty because they they build themselves as like a academy just starting the program yeah. or whatever. That's but, why they have no alums. Yeah. Also, because they have no school. Raymond Cotton. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, no, it's like I said, it happens in basketball all the time. You just don't usually get that on national television against the number one team in the country on ESPN in the middle of this level of scam. Um, Cause like one, what, what, one news story I was reading last night went out of the way to point out they were not uh sanctioned by the Ohio athletics. And I was like, yeah, no Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, needed, yeah. We needed that one. Um, <laughs> but
3: But again, shouldn't that raise a flag? Of all the teams that you could get to come play a game in Canton, Ohio.
2: Against IMG. People would crawl. Yeah. You couldn't get a team from Ohio to play? Ohio has good football. A team from Michigan I'm couldn't home. drive across? Come on. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, we'll talk to Chance Campbell here when we come back from uh, the next break. Again, he uh, will appear every single week here on the podcast. If you've already watched it. Hang out in the stream. You can uh, just chill with us. We'll talk to you here. About 20 minutes on this interview with uh, Chance coming up in a second. First two about Northeast Spark. N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Two packages. The Ignite package, 100 Mbps. Or the Blaze. The one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. Nespark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone services available. Purnal controls. Network security. Wireless mesh extender and much more. So find out if the best it around is in your area. It probably is by now. 662-238-3159. We're also brought to you
3: by Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate. Based out of Jackson, Mississippi, they service the entire state. In all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land, Sam Cox and B.B. Mitchell are Ole Miss graduates. They utilize their unique skill sets to execute on assignments and increase value for their clients. Uh, the spotlight has recently has been on The Village at Madison. The Village at Madison features roughly 60,000 square feet of restaurant, retail, professional, office space, along with 75 zero lot line residences with Pinpoint handling the leasing for the commercial portion of the development. If you want to learn more, go to Sam and BB at 601-586-3220. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they're uniquely made for you And only you, Raw Denim Jeans, custom fit, hand tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at BlueDeltaJeans.com. Go to their site, use their virtual tailor, and you can be measured and design your newest jeans in uh, just a couple minutes. And Blue Delta will make sure you're looking great for football season. You can uh, go to the site, BlueDeltaJeans.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE. That's one word, all lowercase, Rebel Grove. Get 10% off your purchase. It's a great time of year to get a pair of Blue Delta's Genos, the cotton Genos, in the works, so don't miss out. We're also brought to you by Laman's Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford has been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Wedding rings, engagement rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry, so visit them at LammonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662 six 777. We're also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air and Southern Heating and Air. If you are in the Oxford, Tupelo surrounding area, get in touch with the people at Comer. If you are in um, the Memphis area, DeSoto County, like South Haven, all that area, uh, get into uh, Hernando, get in touch with Southern Heating and Air. Same company, same service, same people, just different names. 662 801. One seven seven seven. We're also brought you by the College Corner, it's your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowwood. It's next to Half Shell. You can also check them out at uh, collegecornerstore.com corner store.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Also brought you by Pinnacle, which is home to the Pinnacle at four hundred one k advisory services team. Get in touch with them; they'll conduct a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current. 401k plan it's mypenwealth.com and we're brought to you by john edwards regency travel incorporated in memphis if you've been uh thinking about traveling maybe you're thinking about booking a holiday trip maybe you're already looking ahead to next summer you want to make sure that you get a uh, create a trip that has a, a lifetime of unique memories attached to it get in touch with john give him some parameters give him a budget and he'll give you options that you don't have to think of on your own 901-494-3387 or RegencyTravel at regencytravel.net. First time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. And we're brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's com.
2: Podcast also brought to you by Visit Oxford, visitoxfordms.com. Bus tours starting back here in a couple of weeks. Every home football weekend, tunes around town. Also on home football weekends, the bus tours 3 and 4 o'clock on those Friday afternoons. You can call, you can make a reservation, and you can buy an adult ticket. You get $100 off a pair of blue Delta jeans if you uh, so wish there with uh, them. So, uh, again, take part in that and then find out all the events going on today, every day, and every week with Visit Oxford. com.
3: Tough day uh, already on the on the beat for some. That. Did you see that? Practice No practice viewing, just a press conference. Yeah. Oh, the horrors. Yeah.
2: We'll cope. Um, <laughs> Somehow we'll get through it. Yeah. Chance Campbell now coming up on uh, the show. <laughs> so sit back, Neil and uh, Chance reviewing fall camp, looking ahead and much more here on the Oxford Exxon podcast. Chance Campbell,
3: the Ole Miss linebacker, joins us uh, here on the show. Chance, how are you? Good to see you. Good. How are you, doing? Doing good. You look good in your, uh, in your road gear there. That's that's a good look. Yeah. I, like the, I like the hat. <laughs> I like, uh, like the pullover. That's a good look. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, camp's done. Uh, what's, that, what's that like when you hear those words? Because I know when camp gets going, you think, man, this is going to be two or three of the longest weeks. And it is pretty long weeks. What's it What was camp like? What's it like to get kind of done with it and to be able to see the season now?
4: Yeah, no doubt. I think you get here in June and you got the the summer workouts and those kind of fly by and you can't wait till the season comes and then you hit camp and it feels like, uh, it feels like a month, might only be two weeks, but it's a long time, but it's one of those things you like.
3: Sorry about that, my phone goes crazy. (laughs) Apologize.
4: No worries. Um. Yeah, no, it was good it's good to get through camp. It's like you kinda of breathe a little bit, but then it's like the next marathon, which is the season. So like that's it's even longer. It's like a different kind of grind, but it's like always good to get to the next thing.
3: So Lane Kiffin's kinda of known for during the season having, you know, um, I don't think lighter is the right word, but quicker <clears throat> practices. They practice in the morning. He wants to make sure his team's fresh by the end of the season. But he was saying earlier this week that hey, Y'all's camp is hard. It's meant to be hard. It's designed to be hard. It's it's There's a lot to get done. Did you sense, hey, we're, we're really going here? Was it harder than previous camps you had done before, or was it about what you expected?
4: Um, no, I think it's pretty in line with most of the camps I've done. It's definitely hard. I think um, there's, like, no real getting around that. I think during camp you need to callous your body because take a beating during the season, and you got to get ready for that. So that was definitely challenging. One thing, I mean, I've said it a couple times, but the heat, I mean, it gets it's hot down here. It's a good thing we practice in the morning, too, but it, it gets hot. They take care of us. We got like a little rest tent for when we're done. There's always water and Gatorade and like bunch of stuff on the field for you. But like that was that was a new little sprinkled in element.
3: Yeah. So the times that we had access to practice, I saw the the break and they put you guys under the tent. They had the fans going. Did you catch yourself at, at, as that was getting closer? Were you like, man, I can't wait for that, or was it hard to? Was it was that enough time to kind of? hit refresh enough to get through the rest of practice. What was that? What's that like?
4: Yeah, for sure. Um, I always kind of in my mind, I think about it as like two practices. So like, I think there's a practice before the break and that way I'm not like, it's good to be like where your feet are. So I don't want to be thinking about the break, but by the time it gets there, I'm like, all right, good good deal to have that. But I actually don't sit down during the break because I'd like, I don't know. I sit down. It might be a little tricky to get up. Um, So I just like get in there, get like, get a fan going, get something to, like, something to drink, something to eat a little bit, and then kind of get ready for, like, practice, too, in my mind.
3: Yeah, you said, it looks like there are a lot of options, like popsicles, or some, <laughs> people, some people grabbed, like, I don't know, I couldn't tell what it was. It was, like, fruit or watermelon or, or something. What was your go-to on the hot days?
4: Um, I went for – they have uh, pickles and then pickle juice. So I go for the pickle juice just so didn't like, stay from being cramped up. Um, so I would do that. And then I'm, like, a pretty salty sweater, so I try to get, like, some propeller – something like that. It's tough for me to, like, I want to get, like, the watermelon, but I'm thinking about. Like, ah, like, sometimes I have a little bit of an appetite, sometimes I don't. So I just try to get down some, like, salt, sugar, and then just some liquids. Uh,
3: you mentioned the heat, and guys always talk about the heat, and a few years ago, my son's a big Chicago Cubs fan. I am, too. I've been a Cub fan since I was a little boy. And we went up to uh, D.C., Baltimore, and the Cubs were playing at Camden Yards, which is probably not all that far from where your home is. No. Nah. And, Dude, we went to a Sunday game. The Sunday afternoons getaway day in Major League Baseball. The Cubs had a flight after the game. I don't know what the Orioles were doing. It doesn't matter. Um, it was, it was hotter. It was as hot as any place I've ever been. So when you say that about coming down here and it being being so hot, is it that much hotter than it was in Maryland in in August?
4: It's honestly, I mean. Probably not, because just like you were saying, it gets crazy humid in Maryland, too. We're right off the bay, um, and it gets really hot. So I keep the weather app on my phone. I keep the, like, Elgin City is my hometown. So I'll, like, check that, see what my parents are going through. And there are, like, a lot of days where it's actually hotter there than it is here. Um, But I'm just, I'm not a big heat guy. Like, my apartment right now, I'm going to eat probably a pretty big bill because it's at 69 degrees. Like, I keep it nice and cool. During the winter, I probably won't turn the heat on. I'll just wear a sweatshirt. So I think I just just not big on the heat. So anytime that's hot, I'm like, ah, it's pretty hot.
3: <laughs> yeah, I I keep mine at night at, at sixty eight. I would turn it down to sixty four if people in the house would, would not throw a fit about it. I, I love yeah. it cold. I, I I don't mind the heat for a little while, but yeah, I get I get tired of it too. Um so how do you kind of think you're how's the team at this point? you guys feel pretty good. I mean, Lane was talking about guys are kind of beat up. These next few days are going to be to kind of get legs underneath you. You guys are still practicing. You're still working. But there's clearly been a shift to, hey, we got to back off their minds a little bit, get off their legs a little bit, let them kind of recover because the season's here. What's the what, kind of the mentality and the condition of the team from, from your perspective?
4: Yeah. I mean, um, like from, from my point of view, it looks like guys, like, I, I feel like guys trust Coach Kevin and like trust that program and like, Know that, the, that he's going to take care of us. There's a time to get after it, and there's a time to kind of dial it back and get after it in a different way like mentally, um, which is equally as important. That's something that they have all around the building is that pro mindset, uh, pro mindset, excuse me. And it's just like really taking the mental portion of the game and elevating that, especially when you take a break, like on your legs and get your body recovered. So I think guys are like, guys know what they're getting into. I think we're pretty, we know what, what football is about, and that you got to put in those things, you got to put in those sacrifices early, and then kind of dial back, get ready for the game. So I think guys are excited like where we are because we can look back and we did put in a lot of work and there's a, like, makes you feel prepared, makes you feel ready, I think, like you need to do that so that when you get to the game and something's going to happen and something gets tricky, you can look back and be like, hey, now we're, like, we're in good shape. We did all these things and we're, we're ready to go.
3: You had told me, I don't think you mind me sharing this, you had told me that, you know, you got vaccinated back in, I think you said May, because you, you knew, hey, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to miss a game. I don't want to come down to Mississippi and, and uh, you know, up into my life and make this big career move and then miss time because of, of the virus. The, the, the story about, you know, vaccination's been a big story at Ole Miss, at, across the league, across the country. Going into the season, it's been a big story that Ole Miss got to 100%. Um, how, how big of a deal was that inside the building? How much of a relief was that for, for everybody, really, to know that, hey, we're not going to have that hanging over us going through a, a, the, the 2021 season.
4: Yeah, that's a, I mean, it's a big deal. It That 2020 season is, uh, again, I, like, wasn't here for the team, but I'm, I'm sure they felt the same. I think most, most teams around the country felt this way, but, like, the uncertainty of, like, going into a week thinking you could have done everything right, done everything within your power to be smart and take care of yourself, take care of your teammates. But, I mean, like, at the end of the day, like, things happen, especially with a pandemic, like, and you can do everything right and then still kind of fall short. And it's just – it's a shame. So, if there's something that you can do to kind of keep that from happening, um, like, I, I'm i happy for our team and I'm proud of our team for, for doing that. Like, however you feel about it, like, whatever that is, just knowing that, like, you're going to be all right to play on game day. And I think that, like, it's a, it was a tough decision for a lot of guys. Um, but I think guys are going to be happy when they when they realize that they won't be missing out.
3: Yeah, you're right. It's one of those things, it's it's a it's a team thing, and you've seen, you know, like the story at Auburn this last week with the coach and all that stuff, and there's a lot of criticism, and you guys don't have that hanging over you at this point. I mean, you know, you got a, a lot of challenges in front of you with Alabama and LSU and Louisville and Texas A&M and everybody else that's on your schedule, but you don't have that, and that's, that's one thing you can kind of put behind you.
4: Yeah, no doubt. I think, um, I think, like, there's so much craziness that happens in the season that if you eliminate some of those things and kind of keep the main thing the main thing, the more you can do that, the better off you are.
3: So you had an answer chance in a, a, a press availability they brought you in. I don't remember when it was. The, it, the press conference is one feels just like the other sometimes. And, and I asked you about – I'd seen the scrimmage, I guess it was – so it was the second week of camp. And I'd seen the scrimmage, and I'd seen you take some snaps with the runs, and I'd seen you take some snaps with the twos, and I was just kind of asking you, I think we in in, uh, in in my field and fans especially get pretty hung up on depth charts. And, um, and I was asking you kind of how, how do you feel about where you are in terms of the pecking order and playing time and stuff. And you had a, what to me was a really fascinating um, answer because it was something that I always tell my kids about you know, growth comes in discomfort, you know, it's kind of i I don't know if it was Rocky or Mr. T or whoever it was, no pain, no gain, but you know, there's a little bit of truth to that. You know, if if there's no discomfort, there's no growth. And and I thought your answer was, was fascinating. I was wondering if you might kind of share that a little bit again and, and just kind of your mindset behind it.
4: Yeah, no doubt. Um, So, I mean, like, kind of like I I talked about earlier is you don't, I think it's important to get out of your comfort zone so you can kind of find yourself a little bit. I think when you're in some way that's comfortable and it's like you stick to a routine, it's easy to just kind of be average, like middle of the road and kind of keep going where you are. But if you want to kind of do the next step, you got, to be, you got to be uncomfortable. And part of that is like entering a situation, speaking in terms of a depth chart where there is a, like there's a slotting. But if you concern yourself with slotting, like you're not, you're not getting better, which might as well, you might as well just stay where you are and then, being mediocre or be middle of the road and comfortable. So it's like as soon as you start concerning yourself with like where you are and how you stack up against other guys, like you're losing you're losing the main thing. That's about like being better. And then so that's from a selfish standpoint. Like you wanting to be better for yourself, be a better player, but also like you're better for the team. Like if you want to help the team, you gotta be the best version of yourself. And you can't be the best version of yourself if you're looking at another guy and be like, oh, I wish I'm, I'm better than he is or I'm starting or like, I'm above this guy in the rotation. Like, it's – you can't be the best version of yourself when that's, like, your focus. You got to wor- be worried about doing everything that you can. And then if that happens, then whatever it is, it'll be. But at least you can kind of lay your head on the pillow at night and be happy with what you did.
3: Yeah, because you could have stayed at Maryland. You were comfortable there. They they weren't running you off, that's for sure. You could have stayed at Maryland and, I mean, your 60-some-odd snaps or whatever were pretty much etched in stone as long as you were healthy. I mean, there, there was – I mean, you're kind of living those words. I mean, you know, you you leave a program where you're established to go to a program where you're not. I know the coach knows you, but you know, you still have to sort of you start from the bottom. Nobody walks in as a transfer and goes, "Okay, I'm a starting middle linebacker." It just doesn't really work like that. Was um, that mindset kind of fun going through camp? Of hey, these guys don't know me. I'm having to prove myself. There is no there. There's no real past here. It's 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 now.
4: Yeah, absolutely. It was like. I mean, I, I, I'm really fortunate that I have my mom, my dad, in my life, and that was, like, a, a real big concern of mine because, I mean, that mindset, I talked I talked through it with you, but, I mean, it's a lot easier said than done. Like, it's easy to get caught up in those things. Um, so, like, being able to talk to them, do that with them before I stepped into camp was really big for me. But, like, when you enter, like, when you get started, it is pretty fun. It's like, all right, well, whatever I did before, it doesn't matter. Like, these guys don't, not in a negative way, but, like, yeah. I didn't do anything for Ole Miss. I didn't, I haven't stepped on the field once. So, everything that I think I could be proud of, or things that I think I've accomplished, it doesn't really mean much because I haven't done anything for this university, and I haven't done anything alongside these guys. So it was cool to like to know that each day you step out on the field, it's like, all right, like you want to you want to do these things, you want to be this guy. Like now you got to go do it. And so like every day it doesn't end up being that. You know, like some days are better than others, but it's cool because it keeps you focused and he talks about how camps a grind. And if you look at it like a grind, it definitely is. I mean, it is regardless, but if you look at it as an opportunity, like, all right, today I'm going to go put my best foot forward. I'm going to get better. I'm going to fix these things that I messed up the other day. I'm going to show these guys that like, I can't help them. Like then the, the day feels different. And so the day feels different. Then you feel different. And then you kind of start stacking those. And then you know, like moving in the right direction.
3: You know, I was talking to, um, uh... Was I guess it was AJ Finley the other day, and we were talking about how sometimes there were games last year where they played eighty something snaps, like ninety-one snaps or something, which is a tremendous number. There just was no depth on that team. I mean, people do get obsessed with depth charge, but the truth is, if you only go out there with eleven defensive players and that's all that you play, it's it's <laughs> you talk about a grind, man. You're going to get killed. Um, how how deep how how deep do you feel like this defense is getting? Because obviously that was. That was as big a problem as anything a year ago. I know you weren't part of it, but they just they just didn't have enough bodies. Do you feel like you guys have established some of that?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I, obviously, like, again, I'm, I'm not super familiar with what happened last year, but I look around and I can evaluate the the guys that I'm playing next to. I feel comfortable with a lot of these guys. I don't think it's just, a, like, these 11 or, like, even these 12, these 13. Like, I really do feel like we have good depth in each, each position. And the, and the cool thing is, is, like, I feel like we have that depth, and it's, it's early in the season. I think every year you have you have guys that early on you don't really plan on, or guys don't really look to for doing going to do too much, and then you get to game four or five, and you watch these guys break out on the scene. And so I think that we have depth right now, and then even knowing that that there's there's more coming, which I think is really neat.
3: How hard is it going against that offense every day? Everybody talks about Lane Kiffin, Jeff Levy, Matt Corral, all those guys. You see them a lot. Um, how, how tough are they?
4: Yeah, they can scheme it up. Those guys are good. They're talented. I mean, they have they have playmakers, and they have playmaking coaches that they can scheme some good stuff up. So it's really good for us. We see some of the toughest looks, um, like learn how to make some really difficult adjustments. And those guys are like they're game breakers. They they challenge you in all your coverages, all your fits. And so it's a really good deal about being an iron sharp sharpens iron kind of guy, kind of gig. So I, I'm really lucky. I know our defense is lucky to have those guys to practice against.
0: I don't
3: know if we'll get you before the opener. We're taping this on Friday, the 27th. Um, not asking for game plan or any, anything like that. I'm just curious, have you, have you looked much at Louisville yet or have you guys gotten to that that portion?
4: Yeah, I think, I think Coach Kevin had um, – someone said that Coach Kevin had talked about this, but, like, we kind of had um, started, like, phasing it in. So there's always that weird, that weird middle time of, like, getting out of camp. We still have kind of camp-like practices. And then before you get really into uh, to a game week, um, so really kind of in that middle ground we're moving more towards towards Louisville we've seen some stuff um I think that's gonna like kind of continue to, to increase
3: all right, are you a ravens fan or are you, you're a Maryland guy. are you all Ravens or is there somebody else
4: no nah, i mean i'm a I'm a ravens fan i got i haven't really watched as much NFL these last few years um kind of like I'm a big college football fan in general, but for the NFL the Ravens would be my team.
3: Uh, when the games come on this weekend, you guys don't play for another another week. When the games come on this weekend, I think it's, um, it's Illinois and Nebraska, Nebraska, right? Illinois, Nebraska. Yes, yeah, I'm a pretty yeah. big I'm a Big Ten guy. Right? It makes fun of me because <laughs> I watch all these Big Ten games. Uh, do you, is that gonna do you watch those games if you get an opportunity and kind of feel it a little bit, or do you do you get away from it, or how does that work? No, nah, I
4: mean I I'll cut those games on because the cool thing, like one cool thing about college football is like you start to, I mean, you play against a bunch of guys or you play against someone who has a brother on this team or you have a friend who's really close with a guy on that team. So it's, like, neat to be able to watch watch those guys. And then that's just outside of the, like, the teams that you're going to play. Like, obviously, I think Tennessee plays, is it, I don't know if it's this weekend or next weekend, but they play. And so, like, you cut that on, you're like, oh, we play them this year, get a look. But I think just watching ball is fun. So I always cut that on.
3: You have a fantasy football team, or are you not part of that?
4: So I did in fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, I got burned. I did uh, my first year of fantasy football. My first round pick was a uh, was uh, Jordy Nelson. And that was the year Jordy Nelson got dinged up, and I kind of felt responsible for that. It makes no sense, but I felt like I kind of jinxed him a little bit. So I haven't really played fantasy football in a little while.
0: You play PS Four
3: or Madden or I mean Xbox or do any of that stuff? Or are you a video gamer?
4: So. Kind of, kind of like half and half. So when the pandemic started, one of the first things I did was my little brothers, we, uh, I, so we have, I have a PlayStation, like I have PlayStation 1, like, because I have an older brother. So we have like a lot of the old stuff. But on our PlayStation 2, we have uh, SCA 14. Yeah. So we, like during quarantine, I broke that out and then we did the Dynasty mode. So I did that for a little bit and then started playing Call of Duty during the quarantine, just so you get the headset on, talk to your buddies, talk yeah. to guys you don't really get to see. But I haven't had the – I haven't played in a, in a little while, since before camp.
3: When you were Dynasty mode, what team were you? Did, did you take some random team and try to take them to the title or what did you do?
4: So I did uh, did two. One, I did Akron, so random team. Yeah. Um, And then one, I did Maryland. Uh-huh. I was there and then did the, the download the roster, like the current one. So,
2: so like, you, can play, you can play yourself?
4: Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I've always wanted to. It, like it kind of felt like I was, but I knew I kind of like – Kind of did you get pissed away. off at yourself
3: when you missed a play? And you're like, no, nah, I would have I made that play. This game sucks. I mean, is it? You have those yeah, I, I had to go
4: do – I had to, so I did that, and I had to go redo the – I had to create a player because my, my guy looked a little funky. Some <laughs> of the graphics are out there. So I had to redo that. And then um, then I had I had to bump his rating up. I had to bump, yeah. had to bump his rating up a little bit. It was a rating. I can't remember, but I remember seeing it and be like, well, we got to do something about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely bumped it up higher than it should have been, but it felt good to play with a guy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I'd be fine. Hey, there's no, on those games, there's no sports writer. You can't go be your own sports writer or something. It's, it's, uh, we don't, we don't get the same love as you guys, which makes sense. Uh, well, listen, I'll catch you long enough. I appreciate the time. Um, Hopefully – hopefully, we'll, I don't know whether we'll visit – the schedule's so funky. Uh, I don't know whether we'll visit before the Louisville game. If not, good luck against the Cardinals. And uh, you. Enjoy the, you looking forward to playing in Atlanta in that stadium. What's it like – I meant to ask you this. In, in the event that you yeah. don't visit again this week, what's it like playing in an NFL stadium as a, as a college guy? Because I know your goal is to one day play in the NFL and play in those stadiums. When you get to play in one, is it kind of cool?
4: 56. Yeah, no, it's super cool. I'm I'm really lucky that when I was little – um, like being in Maryland, we had our little, like the low league state championships. Those were in M&T, So I got to do that. And then when I played at Calvert Hall, uh, the high school that I went to, we played every year on Thanksgiving called Turkey Bowl. And so we would play at MT Stadium there too. And then my freshman year, we played uh, Texas at uh, the Red or the football team stadium. So, I forget what that's called now, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was the rescue. Yeah, whatever they are. Yeah. Yeah, they are we uh, we played there, and it's always, like, a pretty cool deal because you look around and you see, like, the numbers and, like, the, the Ring of Honor, the Hall of that have yeah. and You're like, like, oh, this is neat. So, I'm excited to go do that.
3: And I know it's your team's goal to get back to, to start the season in Atlanta and finish the season in Atlanta. So, uh, step one is uh, against Louisville. Best of luck again, and we'll talk to you again soon. Really appreciate your time today.
4: All right. Thanks for having me.
3: That was Chance Campbell brought to you by the rogue. Appreciate the rogue for making that happen. Um, if you want to find out more about the rogue and you should go to the rogue.com. It's, uh, I forty four fifty I 55 North in Jackson, six Oh one three, six, two, six, three, eight, three. So, uh, they've got all the best items. Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, true grit, duckhead, and more. Um, the Rogue has delivered fine men's clothing for more than fifty-four years. Their classic style, attention to detail, and commitment to excellent service continues to make The Rogue a special place to shop. So we appreciate them bringing uh, Chance Campbell each week to
2: you. Mac Jones, the st- starting quarterback of the New England Patriots, yes, how about that? Cam Newton has been released. The Patriots have named uh, Mac Jones the quarterback. I mean, look here's. There's lots of elements to this. But yeah, there's a lot here. It makes it a really, really fun division now. A division that frankly has been pretty boring for years and years and years. Tua Mack, Zach Wilson, and Josh Allen. Young quarterbacks. Starting quarterbacks it's in the that thing, I saw someone say, and it was I can't remember who
3: it was, and I I know what he meant, but then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, but no, it's not. He says There's some moves that are stunning and some moves that are surprising. This is stunning. No, not at all. And I said, no, it's not. Not if you watched. Not if you watched some preseason. This isn't stunning at all. Stunning to me, if I'm honest, is in Chicago where the, nope, by God, we're going to go with Dalton. Yeah. We're going to double down on Dalton when, frankly, Nick Foles has looked better than Dalton.
2: Cam clearly passed his – Whatever his ceiling has been over the course of his NFL career, that's over. You know what you're getting. It's a decline that's happening pretty precipitously. Mac Jones has looked very good. You give him an opportunity. Belichick, definitely not scared to make those kind of decisions. And in a division where you're not really expected to do a ton this year. I mean, if you do, great, but the Dolphins aren't bad. No. The Bills are damn good. No, the Bills are a
3: legitimate Super Bowl contender. Yeah,
2: So I mean you're you're just there. Hey, go see what happens. I mean, this is your future either way. Cam Cam Newton was never going to win another playoff game. So if that's the case, it's a lot like firing a coach. You're either moving up or down and you move on from for that point.
3: Okay, what I'm about to say is not fair to Mac Jones. Sure. But New England for what, fifteen years? One with Tom Brady? They did. There's a lot of Tom Brady and Mac Jones.
2: Not fair, but yeah, what you mean though? I get it. I mean, we'll find From out. From a profile standpoint, I
3: understand what you we'll mean. We'll find out whether he's the big winner and all that stuff, whether he raises all ships and that kind of thing. But there's a lot of the same skill set. He's got a very good arm, but not an, not a super duper elite arm. He's very accurate. He's very smart, competitive. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of the things that. Bill Belichick loved about Tom Brady, Mac Jones has. Now again, we'll saying same. "Hey, you're the next Tom yeah, Brady" yeah, yeah, yeah. is completely unfair, yeah. and I'm not that's saying that's not what we're saying. But I'll tell you this, and I said this last year throughout the college season. Yes, Mac Jones had big-time receivers, Devonte Smith, Jalen Waddell. Just the list went on and on. It's ironic. Smith wins the Heisman and he deserved to win the Heisman. Sure. But the play that won him the Heisman was that crazy catch at LSU. There's a reason that was his only crazy catch of the year. Mac Jones was damned accurate. Mm-hmm.
2: I think he's going to win. I think it's gonna go well. I,
3: mean, I actually believe this is going to end up being that big time quarterback class. Zach Wilson. Trevor Lawrence, Zach yeah. Wilson, Justin Fields—who looks the part? Mac Jones looks the part.
2: You're willing to give? I mean, we get there's whatever, but at least in the realm of like that class with Eli and them. Yeah, I think Rivers, Roethlisberger, Manning. Oh, I think it's certainly possible, or at least the highest candidate since then. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, I mean, I like, mean that's pretty rarefied error. era. That's four Super Bowls. Like that's Lawrence looked stuff. really good the other
3: day. Wilson has looked good throughout camp. Fields has made plays that, frankly, rookie quarterbacks don't typically make. And, yes, I know it's preseason. And then Jones has been terrific. It's a pretty solid group. Feels like I'm leaving somebody out. And uh, Trey Lance, is it Trey Lance? Yeah. He's got a finger issue that's going to hold him back. But he had a good camp in San Francisco. Do you know Brent Musburger is the radio voice of the Las Vegas Raiders? I did know that actually. Yes,
2: I was listening. I didn't until you mentioned it, but yeah, then it clicked. I was listening to the Raiders Niners
3: game driving back from Carson Soccer Tournament the other day because the other all the news was depressing, so I found a, a sports a sports ball contest to listen to, and it was Brent Musburger, and I was like, damn
2: little news uh mentioned in the stream too you want to know how uh, Shane Beamer's time is going in Columbia Zeb Nolan the graduate transfer is starting at quarterback for South Carolina Oof. as Luke Doty injured his foot earlier in the preseason and Nolan will start against Eastern Illinois um
3: they better enjoy the Eastern Illinois game yeah it's gonna be a rough year for uh this where if you're Arkansas Carolina. Mississippi State you're like why don't we have these games on our schedule oh look Oh, it's more than fair on their part to fuss and whine about it yeah. a little.
2: Uh, we talked about earlier in the week, the game in New Orleans has been moved to Norman. Oklahoma, Tulane will happen in Norman. 11 a.m. Uh, only the bottom bowl plus all the premium seating is available there in their stadium because it's a short notice. They couldn't get their full array of workers in for the weekend. Yeah. However, Tulane will still get the net profits from uh, from the game, so they'll make some money off the game there in Norman and then – It says that uh, their AD and Joe Castiglione are working to find a time to play in New Orleans in some future.
3: You know, Tulane comes here September the 18th.
2: Yeah.
3: I've said this, and Campbell probably wishes I'd stop talking about it. One of Campbell's really good friends at Arkansas, her dad is an assistant coach at Tulane. They're in Birmingham right now. They're practicing in Tuscaloosa today. They're having to move around and practice at different places now the rain's in Birmingham, so they had to find an indoor place to practice today. I think they're using Alabama's indoor today because the yesterday they practiced at Legion Field. It's just a total mess. Like, I don't know when those kids get to go back to New Orleans and practice because I, I don't think there's no, there's no power there.
2: They're not doing school in person again until October
3: the 11th. So they're probably not going back until then. So when they come to Oxford on September the 18th, I think they will have been on the road for a month. Yeah, just awful. Really is. I mean, and what's in the budget for that? How do you how do you manage that? I don't know. If you're if you're trying to figure out how do you do this because you're staying in you're staying they'll in, have
2: to get help from somewhere. There's no you, doubt. About someone's going to have to help them. You're, you're a team you're, that big. You're essentially doing a moving training camp for a month. Yeah, you've got to feed them.
3: Yeah. You, you've got to lodge them and i don't know i don't know what you do about school I, it's it's kind of it's 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 a total nightmare for those kids i know and yeah they're saying Corey says is the power outage that vast
2: yes it's yes. it's at least four parishes and they're saying weeks to potentially at least the month word has come into effect in some spots i mean the whole the whole grid system is fail i mean there is literally no power
3: intergy referred to it as complete a, system a, a catastrophic system
2: failure yeah so no, it's a it's a huge it's worse. I will give New Orleans credit; they have no bull water stuff. All the water back up and running this morning are incredibly impressive down there. Well,
3: in fairness, fifteen was it fifteen yeah. years ago? Katrina exposed what a complete yeah, 16, disaster, yes. yeah, what a complete disaster the the levee system was, and I think they have worked to fix it. And it got tested, and it appears, knock on wood, that it held up.
2: Yeah, it did. Uh, we have your um, press conference coming at noon. Again, I'm sorry about no practice access, but we'll do yeah. what we can at noon for you today. Another I mean, pa- how,
3: how can we know that guys have properly stretched their hamstrings and quads? We have no ability to know that. We I mean, have, we we have to know.
2: trust that they will not pull hamstrings on, on Monday because of that, at least. So,
3: There there are saying. people on this beat right now that are furious that they did not get to
2: see the stretching. Yeah, but we'll see stretching on Monday night, maybe. Who knows? Been TV cameras show what they don't show. You think so.
3: they'll show the pregame stretch?
2: You know, sometimes they like do the little zoom zoom in thing during Sports Center or whatever. Before oh,
3: that's a good point.
2: You know, they do like 32 minutes to kick off and show Could you. Could we whatever. turn
3: that into a content item if they do? Like write we a story can. about the stretching? I can iPad it up
2: there. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. So more podcasts tomorrow, Thursday. Hand raised guys on Thursday night. Hope all you uh, have a lovely day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you very soon.